Welcome, Switched On crew. Dan here with today's signals around intermittent silence. With me is Dr. Krishna Bada. A great quote from Krishna in the episode. You go inside if you go to the source, and there you find the force is with you. Come join us and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Switched On Podcast. Today, we have Krishna Bhatta with us. Krishna is a urologist, author, and inventor, currently chief of urology at Eastern Maine Medical Center, and he also recently published a book, Journey from Life to Left. He is also the founder of the Relax app to help you manage your energy body. Welcome, Dr. Bhatta. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Can you give everybody a little bit more about your background beyond my intro? No, thank you, Dan. It is great to be on your show, and we have kind of started becoming friends, you know, since we started talking about it. Yeah. It's a relax with two X. So um, it's a journey that started a long time ago. You know, I went to medical school, but I also at the same time had a journey towards meditation as well. So it, both journeys uh, went side by side. There were moments when you thought about, you know, whether I should quit medicine and do just go into the meditation side. But being the person who I am, I think I was not built for that. I mean, my, my, <clears throat> I was hardwired to do both. And I don't regret that. I enjoy that part. It does take a little longer um, in the meditation journey if you are going uh, <clears throat> in the mainstream as well. But that's uh, that's my passion, and that's what I want others to feel that, yes, just being material doesn't mean that you can't be spiritual. And uh, and the journey has been fascinating, both of them, and I've enjoyed it. I mean, from India, where I went to medical school and grew up, I came to England, totally different culture, totally different thinking, but people are the same. Um, we still have emotions, we still have uh, <clears throat> the vibrations. Um, then spent a couple of years in Saudi Arabia and uh, back to England and then to USA. And I've been very happy where I am and came to Boston, had some training, understanding at Mass General in Harvard uh, <clears throat> there, and then settled in Maine. And Ever since, me and my wife, we both enjoy here. Winter yeah, the, long. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I read in your profile that you also, it sounded like you guys travel to spiritual sites quite often. Is that uh, something? Well, that's you... one, of, uh, one of the passions. We love Himalayas, ah. which has adventure and uh, a lot of spiritual place, places there. But we've been to places like Kyoto and, you know, in Japan. The next on our list, of course, is China, but then I don't know when. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, what I love about uh, spiritual places is they are great place to meditate. So yeah. I will spend hours uh, there just feeling the vibrations and feeling, you know, just. <clears throat> yeah, we, um, we journey up just in the mountains about an hour from where we live and mm -hmm. there's a special place with a stream and the forest and just going into the trees and meditating 
in in that scene has just got so much vibration and energy um yeah. it's a special spot yeah i mean sedona is one place where they say there is energy there and i i've done that i tried to feel that and i, I don't know i feel i mean there is so much great infrastructure in usa I mean, I go hiking at the end of the hike, I will meditate, you know, 10 minutes of my intermittent silence. Or something. <laughs> and it's it's fun. It's yeah. really fun. I mean, you, you are in a great location and all around is you is, I mean, it's beautiful, especially Maine. Maine has a lot of uh, mountains and hikes too. Yeah. On your uh, meditation and energy journey, when did you start really exploring meditation and, and the, the process and the, and the benefits of it? Very close to when I entered medical school. So that's okay. why I say that both journeys started about the same time. Um, my father was a spiritual. At that time, we used to have a lot of visitors, you know, like spiritual leaders and, uh, and, and, and other leaders as well, uh, social workers to our house. And it didn't excite me at that time. I, you know, probably I was. It was sinking in, but you know, apparently outside I was not that. I said, "Why, you know, all these people? Why do we have to feed all these people?" You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah. But my father was one of the old-fashioned person who, you know, who enjoyed the, doing this, and I'm sure it did um, affect me somewhere inside. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. that's neat. The um. What do you think is um, the top three or four things that are most misunderstood about meditation and and the journey of uh, the experience? Well, one of the thing is uh, somehow people feel like meditation is a one single journey. Uh, you know, you sit down and you get somewhere, you find peace, or you, it helps you uh, reduce your stress and. People have done research to prove that. But what is that one state, I mean, and do we always get to the same state? I think that's a misconception because meditation is a very vast uh, phenomenon. And as I said, you know, it's like saying to someone that I'm going to Himalayas, you know. It doesn't mean anything because you go to a place and you can go to different places each time. Yeah. So meditation, and Although there are thousands of meditations, uh, still people think they all go to the same place, but there is no such one place that you go to. Each experience can be different and each peak can be different. And so that's, uh, that's at least number one, I would say. Okay. Uh, number two is um, meditation you do to get a stress relief or anxiety relief or peace. I mean... <laughs> I don't mind taking an anxiety pill and feeling better compared to doing one year of meditation to get there. So for me, uh, meditation is worth much more than just uh, finding a little bit of anxiety relief or stress relief. <clears throat> so it, it should be seen as a bigger perspective. Yeah. I know that there are times for myself when if I'm, you know, in a, in a really good state, I, I have this really deep experience. And then if I'm frantic and frenzied, 
um, I seem to not not access the the depth or the experience, and I've really noticed such a difference. No, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, I was going to, but yeah, I mean, if you have say pain in your knee, you need medicine for pain in the knee rather than try to meditate meditate on that because it will be hard to meditate because your focus, I mean, body, mind, everything will be going to your knees. So the same way, if you are unsettled and uncomfortable and you think that meditation is going to help you, I mean, it may help a little, but it won't be an easy thing because you won't be able to meditate. I mean, your energy and focus is somewhere else. So it is harder if you are starting from that, but you, if you are already, you know, in a happy mode or happy place and in a, a, a normal, you know, situation, it's definitely the journey is easier. I totally, yeah. totally can understand that. Yeah. I think you must also be a bit of a uh, seer because of all things, I actually twisted my knee a little bit yesterday and, <laughs> and uh, I did it in the afternoon when, when I usually play tennis. Yesterday, we went and played frisbee golf, and I like stepped in a hole and twisted it a bit. So I, I couldn't believe that you just brought up knee pain. <laughs> yeah, that probably was not related to my psychic you know, energy. <laughs> but, 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 you know, yeah. I mean, one of those things, is it getting better? Yeah, it is. I've been icing it. And uh, actually, last night when I went to sleep, I was doing my connection with the universe and, and uh, you know, bringing in the healing forces. So I think, yeah. uh, I think it definitely helped. Yeah. I mean, there are people, I mean, I have not tried it. There are people who do remote healing. Yeah. You know, yeah. So... Um, I, I never got into it, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're wrong or something, but you know, any. No, I, I've never tried it either. But on a certain level, it makes sense because all energy is connected. So yeah, you, it you, has to get to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just has to get to you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you have another? But yeah, I mean, do 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 the usual physical therapy or whatever it needs to be done because I had a. I did that. Uh, I overused my knee once, and it swelled up, and I had effusion. And uh, I think uh, the physical therapy, or you know, pumping it, you know, helped. Yeah, yeah, good. Did you have another point on the meditation? Kind of misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, the meditation is. Uh, most people believe that meditation has to be a guided meditation or somebody has to give you one mantra you know as a guru like you must have a guru and these two misconceptions uh, to me these are misconceptions i mean there is a role of guru there is a uh, importance of that but i'm not sure there are so many gurus you know if you keep finding guru guru after guru after guru, you don't know which one is authentic guru and which one is not, and it just becomes a mess. So my thing is that start doing meditation, let guru find you, if if there is, you know, and somebody will find you. Uh, yeah. it, it does It does just help just appears in this field. Um, yeah. In the spiritual field, you know, it's, it's a strange, there is no way to prove that, but if you get into this kind of uh, path, 
then help is on the way and somehow the universe aligns with you and uh, things are, I mean it's not that you won't have any problems you will but you know yeah I it's like, like the, a stock market right it pulls yeah. back then it goes up <laughs> <laughs> I like that concept of let the guru find you because I do I do kind of believe and subscribe to the same methodology or insight which is you know get your get get your information your thoughts into the energy field and the energy will connect with you and and the gurus will show up in in some form yeah i mean somehow i think the whole concept of you know you need a guru has done some harm because i mean tm is a great meditation or vipassana is a great meditation but when you attach to some one you know, like a, a school of thinking and you are not making any progress, you, you just get into a point where, you know, you are so attached to that one person or one institution that you are not looking anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, there is pros and cons of both, but I would rather be the freelancer, you know, like you and I. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a good way to put it. I like the, the freelancer um approach <laughs> approach yeah connecting point it's a good one the um talk a, a, share a little bit about your book um i love the title uh cuz it it definitely makes you stop and think so what are a couple of the key concepts uh, you know in the book and um so the key concept one of the key concept is that if you want i mean uh, we do a lot of planning in our life. We go on vacation or if I'm doing a podcast with you, we have to have the infrastructure set and uh, then we do it. So we do great planning for little things, but the most major thing in our life, we don't plan anything. We just say, either leave it to believe or, or shy away from thinking about it or say God will take care of it. Right. And that, I think, uh, that this book tries to break that myth or saying that, look, whatever you believe or not believe, I think it's worth doing something. And can we do something? So it goes into that. But if you live a good, happy, successful life, you are more likely to have a, you know, good exit once your body is uh, not suitable for the astral body or for this world to continue, the, the whole journey becomes easier. So it's not like I had, it, it's so, so interesting. Um, I had a patient whom 87 year old, he went to library, got my book, read the book, made notes, and then he made appointment with to see me as a patient <laughs> and came and <clears throat> all he had was all these questions. And one of his questions was, you know, I'm a Christian. Does this thing apply to me? You know, so, <laughs> so interesting. And yes, I mean, my answer was yes. I mean, if you really truly believe, say, you know, Jesus to be your savior or something, he has built a bridge. So yes, this does apply. And you know, when you go, then his bridge is the one that you will connect to. Uh, 
so yes, there are so many bridges built by Buddha or Jesus or Krishna. And there may be different bridges and different pathways and people may have different experiences reported after they die. But they are not different because they are totally different because there is some infrastructure even beyond um, when we die. And the book does get into that. Wow, really neat. Yeah, I look forward to uh, reading it as well. I've been through the, the, the write-up on it, but I, I haven't got the book yet, but I'm excited to get it. Let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the journey of it. The, uh, uh, I have a pretty ever-growing, uh, pretty big library, and I always have about six books in the queue that I can't wait to read, <laughs> so I'm always backlogged quite a bit on, yeah. on my reading. And there is quite a quite a lot of uh, material that you know we all can enjoy reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. One. Of, I think I shared this in one of our pre-show discussions, but one of my favorite books was a, a book written by Yogananda and um, really had a big impact. And it's one I I read every year. I I pull it back out and and go through it because it's constantly. No question. No question. That's a great book. Yeah. Life of a Yogi. Or yeah. Something like yeah. Yeah, and it it just it, it amazes me every year how I get something very different out of it mm-hmm. um, as uh, my journey continues. It's it's a neat thing. So that's become one of There's my. There's one book that I love. You know, uh, I mean, I, of many books, um, it's called Hidden Mysteries. Hmm. Who's that one? By, by Osho. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and. Uh, it has touched points that, you know, boggles your mind that, wow, I mean, they, there is so much. I mean, we think that this world that we live in is so vast and, you know, huge and galaxies and all that. The world that we don't, the unseen world is probably bigger. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not limited to just one place, hell and one place, heaven. I think right. <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple of years ago, I, I paint also uh, kind of, you know, as another one of my outlets and mm-hmm. I painted, um, I paint a lot of universe and galaxies stuff. And I had read about this system called Trappist One, which is a very much a, a similar system to the system that our Earth's a part of. Same number of planets with a big sun, very similar dynamics, but you know, it's, I forget the exact numbers, but it's like 30 million years away traveling at the speed of light. You know, it's so fast and so far away that it's just stunning when you just even look at the material side of it, let alone the inner side. I mean, a lot of concepts and and I'm sure one day we will figure it out, but there is also a question of parallel universe, you know? Yeah. the one of the description of astral body which the book comes into is it's a one-way thing the astral body can see things here but we can't see or communicate with them um, and it's a it, yeah. yeah it can be interesting <laughs> <laughs> it definitely can the um yeah i often i'm often stunned that you know your doctor 
my undergrad was in uh, electronic engineering and I, I had never really taken the principles that I had learned in engineering school and really thought about them as they applied to my body and the universe. And as I've explored all of, all of these deeper thoughts, uh, I'm going back to that training and teaching and really amazed at, you know, what this whole energy body that we're a part of is really all about and, and then the complexity and the, the really neat um, makeup of it. So, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, fun, no, pretty fun. I mean, some people will say consciousness is pure energy. So, yeah, yeah. So if people that are listening, um, I always like to kind of give them one thing. Uh, if they were to walk away from this brief introduction to you and all the, the great things that you're doing to help everybody, what would be the one thing you'd want them to, 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 to walk away from this? Well, I think uh, one thing that they could walk away or they could practice the, you know, I coined the word intermittent silence and we have talked about it and I can briefly explain this is 10 minutes a day of intermittent silence uh, if they can practice. Um, it's uh, sometimes uncomfortable the first two, couple of times when you start it because we are not used to silence. We are used to guided meditation or some music and uh, I was talking to somebody in, in Maine today, he's CEO of a company, and he loved the idea, so he pra tried to practice it. And he was saying that he didn't know these many sounds existed in his house. <laughs> so, so he said he, it was uncomfortable for a couple of minutes, but then he started hearing this, you know, boiler sound or, or something else. But so it, it has four components. Uh, then one is close your mouth. So when you close your mouth, you are basically uh, giving rest to the brain that is involved in communication, expression, words, speech, because that entire phenomena that we do outside now is internalized. When you, then you close your eyes. When you close your eyes, it's not just the visual pathway. Your observation, instead of going out, is now observing inside. And then silent listening, so listening any sound that's there around you. I mean, if you are in nature, it's beautiful because you can hear the splashing of waves or rustling of leaves, but just without judgment, without processing that. And the fourth one is watching your thoughts. And uh, so this is the basic element of this uh, intermittent silence. And when you watch your thoughts, sometimes your thought, you know, some of your thoughts can hijack you. But when you realize that, then you come back to watching. Yeah. So nothing is a distraction. You are you can't do anything wrong. Just ten minutes of quiet time, silence. But another way to look at it is when you have money, you overspend. Right. You have food, you overeat. So overspending, overeating, and overminding is our normal nature. So give your brain a 10 minutes break or rest is a great thing for you, at least 10, 10 minutes a day. And uh, if you practice same time, same place, it, it just potentiates the whole thing. Yeah, I hadn't really... New doors start to open. Yeah. 
I hadn't really um, connected to a firm practice of silence until we started talking uh, a couple weeks back and I've been really bringing it in. I, I realized that I kind of always did it whenever we went to the mountains or the ocean. I naturally gravitated towards just sitting on a rock and just being silent, uh, but it was never an intentional day-to-day yeah. practice. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny you said that I, I live in Maine and Maine people, they go hunting alone in the you know wild woods and they said the same thing that you were saying, that I go, you know, I'm peaceful. That's, that's my, my time with me. And yes, what you are saying, if we can structure in that one or they do ice fishing in a little hut on the, you know, on the lake. Yeah. And uh, it's a, yeah, it can be incorporated, as you said, you know, I mean, many things we already do, like uh, one of the things about intermittent silence, if you have practiced uh, 10 minutes, then you can use the whole power of inside in a different way. So in just think about you go inside, you go to the source, and then you find the force. You know, the force be with you in Star right. Wars, you know. Right. And that energy, you can use it like uh, the when you do the internal expression, if you internalize it, you can create a whole theater and you rehearse anything you want. You can create images there, you know, po- that's called positive imaging. And then positive thinking, you can practice everything that there before you go and express it outside. And uh, you have already rehearsed it, so 90% of the time, you know, the 90% of things will act out as you planned. Right. And uh, you can do it the way you want, I mean, because it's under your control, so you can just make it all positive, you know, don't have to have negative things happen, at least when you are controlling it. Right. But then there is another aspect, when we're watching the thought we said, that's like inner conversation. So you can now, once you find that quiet time and quiet place, you can tap into any conversation that arises from inside you. And most of the creativity, like you said, you paint. I mean, those things come from inside. You can just catch them earlier than normal. Because yeah. you can go that much deeper. So that's one way. The other way, if you want to brainstorm on something, that's a beautiful place to be. Next time you're quiet, try it. Try, you know, any project that you have, whether it is any business or anything, somehow that space, if you are there, just um, brings you that, the way I say, like each minute we have about 40 to 60 thoughts in our brain. And people say that thoughts are powerful or, you know, like you are your thought, like Buddha said. Right. Which thought? You know, which <laughs> So I, the example I always see that, you know, when there is a bomb squad trying to defuse that bomb on the movie, I, I don't know, I have not seen it real time. <laughs> only I've seen it in the yeah. movie. And they have to cut blue or red wire. They have to cut only, they can only afford to cut one wire. And in, in surgery, it's a series of one point, one thought decisions that we make because, you know, we are cutting, we are dying. Each decision has to be that decision. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And I think uh, 
the whole it sounds so simple they say you know intermediate silence but the applications can be really really helpful and fascinating yeah yeah no it's been fascinating for me over the last week and a half as i've been starting to bring that into my daily practice it's uh it's definitely like you said of the one ceo you get fascinated by all the different noises you're hearing you also get really fascinated by just random thoughts that come out of nowhere and right. you're you're at you know I, I many times so far i've been looking afterwards thinking to myself where did that come how did that come up you know it's really such a random thing so no it's a, it's it's funny you said that because he also mentioned that at the end of it he came out with this idea i mean he gives leadership courses the 12 point something that he's going to apply that he's going to put that in his uh, you know training courses so th- that's what i think inner conversations if yeah. you start paying attention to it it suddenly you know opens new doors yeah well that's so it's, yeah that's a, that's a great one uh, i love the concept of it and i'm starting to build it into my practice and so far it's uh, it's been yeah. it's been good yeah i hope your listeners find it helpful <laughs> yeah 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 no i you know i think it all shows up at the time that you're ready for it and hopefully there's a, a number of people that are ready to go explore this facet yeah. of of the journey because it's uh, so far i'm really loving it so the last the last question um i ask is around a call for our moment this is a moment that can be a fun one or or a more serious one but it's where you really stop and question a belief that you've held and that you had never questioned to begin with. And then once you dive into it, you realize, wow, I was really off base on my beliefs. And this is really rooted in my realization that so many things all of us believe in, we just blindly believe. And we never really stopped to say, is it or isn't it, you know, so, and and then as you do that, you start to really get amazed at how you can awaken to completely new thought structures and new truths. So that's why I like to see what comes, what comes out of everybody that comes on the show, because mine was cauliflower. So. <clears throat> no, I, 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 um, I was young, right? I was very young, just first year of my medical college, medical school. And uh, we had a grandfather who was old, you know, he was in late 80s. And he was not very well, and uh, he always had some cane, some kind of help to walk. So one day, uh, he started uh, vomiting blood. Oh. So from my village, I went there, got him to our town that we used to live in. He comes there and uh, somehow, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's not common, but somehow the entire family, so he had three sons and they had sons, you know, like we all, his grandsons, the whole family collected from somewhere, you know, I don't know what what happened or how it happened, because now if I try to get my two, you know, kids to come, <laughs> you know, there is a whole planning involved. <laughs> so. It is just uh, interesting. I mean, they didn't come because he was sick, but it just so happened that everyone from different places was there. 
And he said, I want to go. And my father said, okay, we will read Gita. You know, that's one of the things, you know, it's like some Sanskrit verses, right. you know, that means that, okay, we agree with you. <laughs> you want to go, you go. And that I could not stand it. I was so annoyed and was so upset. And uh, I really thought they're all, you know, I mean, like, you know, I just went to medical school. We can cure him. We can do this. We can do that. And, you know, he's just faded away and died. And uh, many years later, uh, I mean, I, I look back and say, now that I have been, you know, a little mature and I have had some patients, one of their stories in that book as well. And he said to me, I want to go and... I didn't have the same passion of saying, no, we don't want you to go. You know, respect his judgment and uh, right. and realize that, yes, you know, his body is not going to be functional. I mean, you know, it's not like suicide, but it's a, it's a different level and different thing. So that is a change in my belief. And, yeah. you know, of course, it all helped me formulate the journey from life to life. Yeah. Well, great. I, um, I'm looking forward to experiencing that book and it'll be on my, on my list of ones that I'm going to dive into. <laughs> Hopefully over the Christmas break, I'm going to get through a couple of books, uh, and, uh, get a lot of new information and new things to think through. Um, really appreciate you spending the time with everybody today. And as we wind this down, how can people connect with you and uh, get in touch with you? Uh, relax with two X, R-E-L-A-X-X dot O-R-G. So that's the website and there is a contact from there. And they can come through you and uh, the download links are there as well for the app. Um, although it can be found on iPhone or Android. Well, great. Well, Thank you for your time today and look forward to uh, talking with you further. Sure. Thank you.